0: everyone and welcome the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100 and give $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Thanksgiving free roll. Everyone who hits a free roll bingo in our contest will win $100 cash and a $100 gift card to the SGPN score exclusively on the SGPN app. I'm pretty sure that was written right before we, you know, uh, we, they did the Thanksgiving yesterday, so I'm sure that was for that. But we also do that every week, so they'll look for that um, daily at SGPN. It's just me today. Doing the Underdog Best Ball podcast, I figured that that would be the case today. Just being the day after Thanksgiving, I expected this to kind of just be me today. So yeah, we'll be breaking down the uh, Underdog uh, Battle Royale slate like we always do. But first, I'll be breaking going into the way too early Wild Card Best Ball tournament that they're doing this week. Um, well, that they've been doing for the last few weeks. It's about to fill up, so definitely check this out soon. Um, it's it's actually a super cool tournament. It's it's for the playoffs only, so it uh, four weeks. Got week uh, all four weeks of the playoffs starting off with the wild card ending in the Super Bowl. It's ten rounds, six teams. It's a fifty. It's I believe it's about fifty five hundred person tournament. Uh, Ten. uh, It's ten rounds, uh, six person drafts. So there's about sixty players taken in each draft. Um, It's one quarterback, one running back, two wide, uh, two wide receiver. And a, uh, I believe no, I'm sorry, three wide receiver slash flex and slash tight end. There's no tight end designation in that, so that is unique there. So, um, so you don't have to worry about starting a tight end like you do, unfortunately, uh, in in the the DFS tournament. So that's good. But um, just some things. I was just going to go into some things that I've been noticing right off the bat for these tournaments, because man. I'll tell you, this is a super unique and there's so many teams drafting in the uh, in this way in the playoff best ball tournament that just have no shot at winning. And, you know, this so if you are actually thinking about it, if you're an invested drafter, this is a great uh, tournament to get into Uh, just because, yeah, we're we're looking to build a Super Bowl matchup here. So just picture a lot of teams drafting when they're in this way too early best ball tournament. They're drafting players from six to seven to eight different teams with their with their uh, 10 picks. So. Picture this. That's going to be okay the first week of the playoffs. That's fine. Second week of the playoffs, you're probably fine too, but that's not where the big money is won. We're 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 looking to get to the third round. We're looking to get to the fourth round. Get that big get some of those big money wins. And to do that, you need to be picking a Super Bowl matchup with your draft essentially. So, what do I mean by that? I mean you need to be picking from two I I pick from three to four teams at most and and two predominantly two teams because i'm picking a super bowl matchup um and yeah because you want six seven eight players to be playing in the super bowl now that 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 makes it tougher to get past the week um one week two of the tournament but the teams that you do get into the deeper rounds those teams are going to be the teams most equipped to win the the, the big money i believe the grand prize is ten thousand dollars and you simply will have zero chance of winning that if you have your uh, teams, if you have the most of your team eliminated by the Super Bowl. So we're picking a Super Bowl matchup. And so that means um, you, you put a premium on the best teams in the tournament. And so Kansas City, Buffalo, Philadelphia, Dallas, 49ers, those are the teams that I'm most trying to target. Those are the most popular teams, though, though. So, so you're getting. Um, Those teams, all their players are at the uh, top of the draft. So you're taking, you know, Devin Singletary um, significantly ahead of uh, players like Austin Eckler. Uh, Now, of course, you would never do that right now, but Devin Singletary projects to be much further on in the playoffs. Um, Some of the other teams that I like to: Minnesota, Miami, Cincinnati, in that next tier of uh, teams, and those teams are a little more easy to acquire. So um, you have you run into some difficulties at the beginning of the draft. So. In your first couple of picks, like I said, you want to be picking a Super Bowl matchup. Let's say that you pick, uh, um, you know, AJ Brown really early, but you start missing out on some of those Philadelphia players later on. So you can pivot easily, I think, to since uh, Dallas, Cincinnati 49ers um, uh, stack, where those players, you have Jamar Chase and T Higgins and players like that going in the Joe Mixon, um, Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard. Uh, George Kittle, Brandon, Iuke, all those guys are going in the middle of draft. So you can draft multiple ones of those players and still be okay. So, yeah, like I said, we want to be drafting two or three teams at most. So it's essential when you're going through the beginning stages that you pick those teams that we're drafting. So, uh, like I said, put a premium on drafting those uh, teams from those uh, players. But um, my top three, you know, every single draft, you also see Mahomes, Allen, and Jalen Hurts going first because those are the projected teams to go for most further in the playoffs. Um and I, I, it's rarely I see any draft where those uh, three go outside those picks. So when you are in the top three, I would go ahead and take those players. Um, Mahomes and Allen, it's a toss-up now. Kansas City's looking like the favorite right now. I, I'm a Chiefs fan, so that's fantastic for me. Uh, but um, I'm sure Buffalo's going to bounce back for the playoffs. Uh, Philadelphia's hot right now, so you see Jalen Hurts um, going early. He's also going to proje- probably going to get that bye week, or at least projected to get that bye week. So he's going with that third pick. It's usually Travis Kelsey. And Stefan Diggs at pick four and five. So I love getting I've been I've been picking so much at pick six, unfortunately, in these way too early ball tournament and, and just pick six sucks because you get put in a spot because, you know, it's really easy because you get those top three quarterbacks and then Travis Kelsey, Stefan Diggs. Those are all five players that are projected to go super late in the playoffs. And, and, and those are great, all great picks. And then you get to sixth, and you have you're looking at like Christian McCaffrey, AJ Brown, and then you it's all NFC, all the best players are NFC players. So you're when you're doing that, it it, it makes it hard to make in they're, they're all and there's not a lot, there's one player from each team. You have CD Lamb, you're looking at AJ Brown, you're looking at like uh Tyreek Hill. And it's really hard to picture, um, you know, it's just harder to picture Miami going to the Super Bowl, first of all. And then you have and then you have all these NFC guys, and then you can't create a Super Bowl matchup with that so it's always really hard for me i hate picking in that area so i end up uh i end up reaching on a player like gabriel davis or juju smith schuster just to, to start building that team so it if, if you're at the one six just do do your best what you can start try to get some value later in the draft because you might have to um, sacrifice a little bit when you're picking at the two one um and yeah um you want to be eliminating uh Players that aren't going to be advancing far in the playoffs. Saquon Barkley, Austin Eckler, Derek Henry. These are all players that you want to be fading just a little bit. You know, I'm fine. You know, Austin Eckler, I've taken him in the eighth and ninth round of some drafts. And that's fine there because you want to be uh, you still want to be uh, have a little bit of juice to get through the first and second round. And when we are building um, these two to three team stacks, it's it's actually makes it harder to advance so we're going to have a lot of teams when we're drafting this way eliminated in those first couple rounds but those teams that do make it to the nfc championship those teams that do make it to the super bowl man we are going to be in good shape to win some real money there um so those are just some of my observations uh i like to you know build through one, uh, one team if you can to start off with like i i grab a lot of it's really easy if you start off with Jalen hurts to start just drafting a ton of uh nfc uh e- you know eagles guys and then when you get into the mid rounds, you can draft players like um, the Bengals. You know, I have so much exposure My highest team, my most exposed team, is to the Bengals, just because they're all they're all fantastic and they're all just sitting in the middle of the draft like that. Uh, I understand it's it's not likely that the Bengals make it to the Super Bowl, especially with Kansas City and Buffalo playing the way that they are this year. But um, at that price, I'm willing to take that risk. And it is super Kansas City and Buffalo are the most hard are the hardest teams to stack, just because their their players are pushed up so much. Um, you're, you know, you're looking at Devin Singletary in the first, like, four or five rounds, which is uninspiring. You're looking at Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, you know, he's he's sliding up earlier and earlier in drafts. You're, you know, these are just, uns- you're drafting these players above Derrick Henry. You're drafting these players above Austin Eckler, and it just doesn't feel right to be doing that. But that's what you need to be doing because what are the odds that these guys play more than one playoff game? And, you know, and and then that's it. So those are just some of my observations for that. Get in it now because it is closing quickly. Before we start talking about the underdog Battle Royale slate this week, I just want to shout out to WinBet one more time. Ready to win money and boost your odds. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of WinBet Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards and rights at your fingertips with WinBet rewards on WinBet. Be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. During WinBet Win Hour marquee games of the week, we'll have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet, from boosted same-day parlays to live in-game odds on every major sports book. WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer: Bet $100, Win $100. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know we send you. That's sports gambling podcast.com slash W Y N N B E T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where a playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call one 800 522 4700 Okay, everybody. And with that, we will jump into the underdog week 12 battle royale slate here. Um oh. For those of you who haven't listened to the podcast before, um, I know I've gone over each week that uh, you know the underdog battle royale is a little bit of a different tournament than uh, traditional DFS slates. Um, there's only uh, six six players drafted. Well, first of all, you're building through a draft instead of uh, instead of a cash line. So, what what your team is is dependent on the drafters around you you are in a six person draft with six players drafted. So you're drafting one quarterback, one running back, two wide receiver, one tight end, and a flex position. Um, and yeah, so you are a little bit more sub you're, you're, you know, you're subject to other drafters, unlike, you know, a traditional DFS tournament where you're building through a cash lineup. Um, it's a little bit more unique also in that, um, yeah, you know, these smaller lineups make the quarterback and tight end more, uh, so much more important, which is what I highlight every single week. Um, every single winner of the under uh, the underdog battle Royale tournament, the big 25,000, $30,000 winner always ends up with a, uh, with a top three quarterback. And it's for the most part been a top three tight end, except, except there's been some exceptions the last few weeks. Uh, there was a top five tight end finish. And then Mark Andrews uh, was on the underdog battle Royale winner last week, and he only had nine points. So, you know, it's a little more, more unique. Um, I think it's changing just because the running back position was a little bit more, uh, Harder to predict, a lot less breakout running backs the first few weeks of the season. And now we're seeing some running backs takeovers. You're seeing some uh, big running back performances on those battle royale winners. So um, I do start off each show uh, by start uh, highlighting some of the, you know, we're, we're looking for quarterbacks who have a top three uh, finish in their range of outcomes. Uh, so you're eliminating most of the quarterbacks right off the bat. Uh, there's only six quarterbacks drafted in each draft. So you don't need to get cue with it. You don't need to, you know, you don't need to reach for any guys. We're looking for those top tier players. So just starting off with in my tier one, he's going in, you know, the top three, top four picks in every single draft. It's Patrick Mahomes by himself. Uh, he's the quarterback one in fantasy right now. He's the, uh, he's the MVP favorite. Uh, the LA Rams are ninth against quarterbacks, but he's, he's matchup proof for me. Um, uh, Travis Kelsey is unfortunately going uh well I say unfortunately just cuz you can't stack with him but uh, Travis Kelsey's the one he's going first pick in most drafts just cuz he's at the tier in a tier by himself at the tight end position as well and people know that you want an advantage at the tight end position it being only six players in tight end being um such a big part of your scoring but um you can still stack patrick mahomes with juju smith schuster i'm not reaching for any of the other options like i said this is just a six-person tournament i mean i a, yeah, yes i mean there's just six players drafted by, on each team so um most of the players drafted it's not they're not most uh, most of the winners didn't get too cute with it they're taking some of the best players um, in the league just at values in the draft so uh, i'm not reaching for any other stacking option other than juju smith schuster if you do enough drafts and by some miracle Patrick Mahomes make if you drafted Travis Kelsey first and Patrick Mahomes made it to you in the second round that is amazing I doubt that will ever happen but if you do it I mean you that could be the winner for sure so uh, you do enough drafts any miracle can happen so you see that you know that's what's unique and sometimes some drafts you get lucky a lot of the some of the battle royale winners maybe got you know they you know you get you, you break right in a draft that's why some volume drafting in these battle royale tournaments is important as well um, I also have up on, on the second tier I have Tua, uh, Lamar Jackson, and Joe Burrow. So Tua has the second highest ADP at the moment at 14.4. Houston is fourth against quarterbacks, but that's, that's more because of game script more than anything. It's just so easy to run on Houston that it's just, and teams get up so early, they're like, why do we need to pass when we can just run on this team and just pad the scoreboard? So it's just it's so I could see that. That's why um, I'm a little bit nervous in drafting two this week, simply because, yeah, it's going to be a little bit more. Um, if Miami jumps out to a big lead, they could simply just ride Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson. And we could not we could see Tua just have a little bit of a slower day just simply because just, yeah, game script dictated it that way. But uh, Hill and Waddle are great stacking options for Tua. Um, hill's going in those first few picks of the draft uh, he's the wide receiver one this week and so but you, it's it's real pretty easy to stack him you can draft hill if you have a pick in the first few picks you can draft hill and then you're usually coming back at the end of the second round early third round Tua is a it has a i believe an adp at 13 oh yeah i do have 14.4 i said it earlier 14.4 so that's at the back end of the second uh round early third round so you can stack hill uh Tua and Hill pretty easily. Um, it, the ADPs correlate pretty well, or you can do Tua and Waddle in the second and third round. That's fairly easy to do as well. If you do a few drafts, uh, Lamar Jackson's at 18, uh, he's had a slower few weeks, uh, you know, but, uh, I believe he's had seven touchdowns in the last seven games and that's just, and he's had over 210 yards passing just one time. So he's, he's had a slower season uh, after, after starting off so hot and everyone's just like, Oh, it's Lamar Jackson season. He, you know, potential MVP season. Again, he's unfortunately regressed a little bit, but that's put his ADP at 18, which I think, you know, could be, end up being a deal. Um, Carolina is just 23rd against quarterbacks in um, uh, in fantasy scoring. So they're a good matchup. And, you know, you have a couple decent stack options. Mark Andrews is going in that, you know, late first round borderline early second round. So, um, you know, once again, um, it's fairly easy to stack these players, and you can find running back and wide receiver value deeper in the draft. Um, but, yeah, just just like in a more traditional DFS tournaments this week, I like Lamar Jackson because, you know, people are pivoting off of him. Um, you know, in d- those DFS tournaments, he's going to be more unique. Here you're getting him at a cheaper price in these underdog battle royals. So I actually like Lamar Jackson a lot this week. And uh, Joe Burrow is another guy that you could see – only having a bad day because of the game script you know if cincinnati just jumps out to an early lead it's going to be really um you know they could just ride joe mixon and, and you know and that'd be fine um but i do uh you know it actually smudged out i got a little water on my joe burrow notes here but uh, pittsburgh does rank very poor against quarterbacks and fantasy scoring in general i believe they're uh, maybe the bottom six or seven in the league and uh it, but uh, it's still you know it's still a good matchup for Joe Burrow. So I like him here. He fits into that second tier. You have a lot of stacking options with him as well. Uh, Jamar chase, hopefully coming back this week, he is trending toward playing. T Higgins has been fantastic. He had a great week last week and Tyler Boyd. um, I'm fading a bit, you know, with Jamar chase coming back. He, he usually does not produce when Jamar chase and T Higgins are in the lineup. I did have him as a value play earlier in the week, but I'm fading him now. Um, one other note on joe burrow is that uh they, the uh Bengals were in the bottom uh, 10 in the league in passing plays per game uh in 2021 and now they're all the way up to six this year uh they, they you know it's not it's not surprising to see that joe burrow in his third year in the league coming off an acl injury two years ago now fully recovered is dramatically improving all that you know joe burrow is is who he is talk that happened before this season i i thought was crazy and we're you know we're seeing joe joe burrow is one of the best pure quarterbacks in the league which is fantastic for jamar chase and t higgins uh, i like him as a play this week as well um kyler uh murray all leads to my tier three um it is his first week back but i you know i i he's he was really good um you know prior, you know people have been talking about uh the arizona cardinals you know and their struggles and yeah he has been struggling, but by the end of the day um uh, all those second half points still equate to a good performance uh you know he starts off very poorly uh, i believe he had a top three uh quarterback finish in week eight and then he was three straight quarterback uh, top 13 quarterback finishes prior to that or uh, after that so He's in, he, you know, he has that upside that we're looking for when we're looking for a quarterback in these battle royales. Somebody that could finish in that top three. He's in that tier three because it is his first week back. I think it's gonna be an uphill, uh it's gonna be an uphill battle for him to make it in there, but I still have him as an option. Tom Brady, um, you know, and both these guys are players you can get at the at the last pick of your draft. So you can really wait to draft him. Um, he's a he's a decent uh before I jump into Tom Brady, um, uh, I have done a couple of Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins stacks this week. I think that is pretty. You know, um, if you end up drafting Hopkins and you miss out on some other stack that you wanted, it's either to, it's easy to come back to Kyler Murray at the end of a draft. Uh, I have Tom Brady in this tier uh, three as well, um, with an ADP of thirty five point three. Evans and Godwin's are stacking options. Like I said, if you end up with Godwin, Evans stack didn't work out, or you were just planning on it, Tom Brady is a good last pick in the draft. He has uh only he only has two quarterback one performances this season. That's why he's in this tier three. Uh, you know, it's it's been a really off season for Tom Brady and a lot of other it's a down year for a lot of pastors in this league, other than Patrick Mahomes. Honestly, um, there's really nobody who's like there's nobody who's just lighting this league on fire at the moment. Um, even Josh Allen is having his struggles lately. Uh but so Tom Brady, I still have him. Justin Herbert, Justin Fields to finishing it off here. Uh, Justin Herbert is starting to get his guys back. He, you know, it is it was Kansas City last week, so I'm tempering my expectations a bit. Uh, like Tom Brady, he just hasn't really had very many uh, top three outcomes uh, this year so far. Uh, Justin Fields, of course, isn't going to be help, uh, probably isn't going to play this week. It it kind of is trending in that direction. It's really hard to say at this moment. Uh, if you are going to draft Justin Fields, though in these battle royale tournaments, go ahead and do it now because you can draft him in the sixth round. Once he gets declared healthy, that ADP is going to shoot back up to round one or two, and at that point, there's already going to be people who drafted him in the sixth round, so you're not getting any value at that pick. So if you're going to draft Justin Fields at all this week, go ahead and do a few drafts with him now, a couple drafts, Draft him in the sixth round and then uh, be done with it because if he gets declared that he's playing, uh, there won't be. uh, There'll already be people who have him in the sixth round, and you won't be beating those guys in the tournament anyway. um, With that, we'll jump into the tight ends. Um, Prior to a few weeks ago, I had noted that every single battle royale winner had had a top three tight end in their lineup that week, and it it had actually shifted a little bit this week, um, or these last few weeks. I mean. Uh we we saw it, I saw a top five tight end finish. And then last week Mark Andrews just had nine points. Tight end actually didn't didn't affect that much, but it was actually a really low scoring Battle Royale uh tournament last week. I believe the winner had 130, 140 points. I'm I'm just spitballing that one actually. I, I don't wanna I don't want to look at my phone right now, but um but you know it's usually about 170 or 180. So it was a low scoring week, but um nonetheless, uh, tight end didn't have that much of an impact last week Uh, so that was a little bit surprising but i still think we're shooting for a really high range of outcome for our tight end so i really like drafting a tight end you know i like drafting a tight end early if i can um just because after travis kelsey mark andrews george kittle it gets super super ugly i have travis kelsey in a tier by himself this week um it's impossible to stack travis kelsey uh you know, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey go in the first few picks of every single draft. So you are not going to be able to stack those two players. So but I don't you know, I still love Travis Kelsey when I'm drafting in the first pick of, the, of this week's battle royale slate. I will be taking Travis Kelsey uh, with the first pick. Um, you won't have that happen very often. You know, just being one in six chance, you're getting that first pick. So when you are at the one one, unless you've gotten really lucky this week and you drafted a lot of Travis Kelsey already, go ahead and draft Travis Kelsey uh. He has all but one game this year as a top three tight end. He's the one. I mean, he's been fantastic. There's just Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. And he has, and Travis Kelsey is by far, in a way, his best target. Um, you know, Juju smith Schuster, I do think, is going to be coming back this week. Uh, but, Travis, that you know, that doesn't affect tra- Travis Kelsey's workload at all. He's been a touchdown machine this year as well. That That's what's really driving all this production uh, without Tyreek Hill there. Travis Kelsey is the go-to guy in the red zone. And he, you know, I believe he has 12 touchdowns on the year through 11 games, which is just a torrid pace. So Travis Kelsey, easy one, one this week in the battle Royale tournament, uh, in tier two, I have two names. I have Mark Andrews and George Kittle. Uh, Mark Andrews has an ADP of 7.9. Um, uh, he was the tight end seven last week, but it was only nine points. Uh, pretty pedestrian numbers. Um, he does have four top three finishes, but none since week six. Some of that is due to injury. There was a couple poor outings in there. Uh, yeah, Mark Andrews has just, its it, it's been slow since Lamar, uh, since Lamar Jackson's kind of regressed a little bit or not, you know, regrets getting a little slower. It's tough. It's tough for Lamar Jackson. Uh, he's, you know, he, first of all, he was a rushing quarterback. That's part of his game. He's not as a uh as an effective traditional pocket passer, you know, of course, as Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, and players like this. So it's unfair to put him on that spectrum. And then when you don't, ha- when he doesn't have any wide receivers to pass through, you already see what Aaron Rodgers is going through. And if you take out Mark Andrews, it it's worse for it's worse for the Baltimore Ravens. They have a significantly worse wide receiver room. So I am not putting too much of this on Lamar Jackson. I, I, you know, it would have been nice to see him be a little more effective throwing the football, but man, when you see how a quarterback, when you see Justin Herbert and all these guys, when they don't have people to throw to, they're not effective either. So people are being a little bit hard on Lamar Jackson, but nonetheless, that doesn't, uh, they you know that doesn't help us this see, you know, that, you know, Lamar Jackson might be turning into a buy low in dynasty, uh, but that doesn't help us this week. So Mark Andrews, uh, He's, you know, he was in that tier one with Travis Kelsey, and now I think he's progressing, you know, a little bit more closer to George Kittle than to Travis Kelsey. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm still, you know, like I said, I like Lamar Jackson this week too. Again, you know, against a poor defense, so you, um, so yeah, I like Mark Andrews as well. I, you know, I'm not overexposing myself just because that Baltimore offense isn't quite in sync right now. But in a couple drafts, I, I, I will try to get that Mark Andrews and Lamar Jackson stack. It is pretty viable uh george kittle adp 16.8 he's my third tight end this week uh after start you know after uh you know an injury to their left tackle you know george kittle uh, ended up blocking a little bit more than he usually does he's up to uh five in route run percentage uh he is eighth in target share and he is a top five tight end in three of his last five games 24 points last week big week you know, you just never know who's going to pop off in this San Francisco 49ers offense. It's really tough to tell sometimes. So when you're drafting George Kittle, you're drafting him as a boomer bust option, like you are most of this 49er offense outside of Christian McCaffrey. Um, you know, Christian McCaffrey has that locked in role. Um, we see that upside changing a bit last week, you know, in these last couple weeks, actually, uh, like, you know, he's been a victim of the, the 49ers have tons of weapons and Jimmy, uh, Jimmy just isn't a high volume passer. So it's really tough for everyone to succeed. Uh, but yeah, George Kittle, you're drafting him for the upside. You know, I'd, I'm dra- I've drafted a lot of George Kittle in the third round this week, uh, just because I I want him for that boom game. Uh, and yeah, it's really hard to find that once, once we start, this is, this is the cliff right here. I mean, it's not even close after this. Uh, I had uh, Tyler Higby as an option, but with, uh, was, it, was it Bryce Perkins? I think it's Bryce Perkins starting this week. Perkins is his last name. I know that, uh, but yeah, you can't trust any uh you know la rams passing option they're going to get killed this week uh you know cole commit was was a great was a good uh, boomer bust option now he's not even looking like he'll be a, a viable starter uh, i'm i'm nervous to take you know uh, trevor simeon you could see actually the bears pass more but uh, man we're really you're we're looking for touchdowns from Cole commit. Um, that's what his production has been based off these last couple of weeks. And we're probably not going to see that, unfortunately, with Trevor Simeon as the quarterback, uh, yeah, the touchdown upside significantly decreases. So both those guys are off my board and I'm at two new Orleans tight ends. I are, I guess, tight end, you can say with Taysom Hill, Juwan Johnson and Taysom Hill as, as my next tier, um, both these guys, you know, uh, Juwan Johnson has been, uh, has been pretty good. I think, uh, Jeff Bell on Twitter, who's fantastic analyst. Uh, I believe said this week that he has the tight end six since week six. So he's been on, t- you know, he's been t- catching, a touchdown a game or so, and that puts him in that conversation. So, you know, he's, you know, as we're hunting for touch, uh, touchdown upside at this point, he has, you know, as much as anybody at this point in the draft and Taysom Hill. Uh, yeah, he's playing a ton of snaps. He's getting a lot of work. It just hasn't, uh, yeah, of course he's the most boom bust player in the NFL. Uh, you know, you just you're just hoping, he, you know, there's games he's going to fall in the end zone a couple times. So um, we're just hunting for that here, uh, you know, with with a five dollar uh, buy in, you know, and 20, uh, 20, 30 thousand dollars on the line. Uh, yeah, you can throw some Taysom Hill in there. Is it worth it? You know, it uh, when you break down those odds, Taysom Hill having a big week. Yeah, sure. Draft him. Uh, you know, is it probably going to happen? No. But, um, you know, it, is Taysom Hill a lot better pick than a lot than. A lot of other tight ends drafted after that who will just have seven eight points in their range of outcomes you know that's not going to win you anything in this small lineup so those are the tight ends i'm drafting if i can i would like to draft uh those top three guys travis kelsey mark andrews george kittle uh i'd like to get one of those guys on my team otherwise just wait till the sixth round take whoever's there uh you know prefer you know uh Tyler Higby, you know, could – you know, the KC defense is pretty soft. Uh, You could see him potentially still have a big week. Cole Komet, same thing. The Jets defense is a little bit more stout, but, you know, with Trevor Simeon throwing the ball a bit more, could you potentially see Cole Komet catch catch a couple big passes? Sure, it's it's possible. With all these guys, it's not very likely, but, um, you know, we're just looking for some uh, long shots at the end of the draft for the tight end position. Uh, you know, next, uh, yeah, you know, it's just a small tournament. So, you know, you get so many, uh, wide receiver there. I mean, there's just so much, uh, so many good wide receivers and running backs that, you know, just a small slate like this, you're, you're picking some of the best options. So I'd just like to go over some of the value picks at these two positions. Um, you know, Amari Cooper is my, uh, biggest bat wide receiver value ADP of 25.5. He is the perfect player, uh, for these underdog battle Royale tournaments, uh, just because he has five weeks over 20 points four weeks uh below uh below wide receiver 38 finish though though those de- point, th- those outings are what's keeping his value down this low uh so yeah you know he's he's capable you know this is the last week you know this is the last week to probably buy low because once Deshaun watson's backs next week we're going to see amari cooper you know in, in those first two rounds so take advantage now uh amari cooper could put up a dub this week but he also could put up you know just like he has another 20 point outing so you're getting a lot of upside there later in the draft and when we're hunting for those, those long shot upside uh picks you know he's not even that big of a long shot and he you know he has a lot higher range of outcomes than a lot of the other players drafted there um keenan allen uh adp uh 29.7 uh He's, uh, he's getting back involved. Yeah, He had five targets, five catches, 94 yards on a 68% snap count last week. Obviously, uh, he didn't play a full assortment of snaps, and he still was very productive. Mike Williams did not practice yesterday. I haven't looked at the practice report today yet, um, but it's looking like he's trending to be out this week. So Justin Herbert in a good matchup this week against the Arizona Cardinals defense. He's gonna He could be leaning on Keenan Allen quite a bit. You could see that Keenan Allen snap count also ramp up a little bit. Which uh, would make him? Yeah, I think you know puts him wide receiver one in his range of outcomes. And when you can get him in the fifth and sixth round, that's a great pick. Uh, Juju Smith Schuster ADP is thirty five point three. That is at the back end of the draft. Sometime probably not even drafted in some leagues. Um, and that's just driven by his questionable tag. And he did have a full practice on Thursday. Uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes. Of course, we talked about this. This is the only really good stacking option with Patrick Mahomes. Um, outside of Travis Kelsey you know Kadarius Tony uh, looking like he's going to be out this week uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling hasn't been doing much um, it's really hard to see Sky Moore or Justin Watson uh, affecting Juju Smith's target share at all so I you know I really like him as a play this week as well um, he did have three top eight wide receiver finishes prior to that uh, going out with an injury in that last game so uh, big outings for him. So looking for that, uh, Tyler Lockett is my last player I've highlighted here. Um, you know, as we've seen, uh, Geno Smith regress a little bit more into a back-end quarterback one, we've seen some, uh, some quieter outings from Tyler Lockett. Uh, you know, he's, uh, been more of a borderline wide receiver, back-end wide receiver two, as opposed to that wide receiver one that he was earlier in the season. But, um, the Raiders have a pretty soft defense. You know, they gave up 80 yards of sudden, 76 yards to Campbell on the touchdown, 76 yards to Christian Kirk on a touchdown. So, you know, there, there is some upside there. You know, this is one of the higher, higher uh, over-unders of the week as well in this game. So, uh, you know, Tyler Lockett just in that back end of the fifth, uh, sixth round I think is a solid value. Uh, jumping into some of the running backs here. Uh, first one I have up is Alvin Kamara at ADP 32.6. Uh, you know it's you know I, it's a tough matchup for him this week, but you know it. We're you know this is one of the best players in the league, and he's ADPs down here because he's he's had a few bad performances, and you know this is when I like to have to bet on a great player to have a great game. Uh, he's had, uh, I believe, three at uh, three subpar performances in a row, uh, but before that, he was a top thirteen running back in four straight games. So you know, in Alvin Kamara is different in that he doesn't have to have a great rushing day. You know, if, if he's just getting some dump offs and he just takes a couple, then then you're looking at a great week. So when you're, when you're looking at Alvin Kamara in that fifth, fifth round range, that's a really easy decision to go ahead and draft him up there. Uh, you're getting a lot of upside there at running back in the back end of the draft, especially if you hadn't drafted one yet, that's a fantastic pick there. Uh, Nick Chubb is another one, uh, you know, his ADPs in the twenties, uh, just because, uh, he has a uh, tough matchup and, uh, but yeah, like this is just another uh, way, you know, tough matchup to, you know, subpar performance last week. You know, this is a chance to, to buy a player. Um, I think he was on by last week, but yeah, his last performance wasn't that great. So this is a chance to, you know, buy one of these guys. You have a lot of upside, you know, these running backs don't obey the traditional rule of running backs. These guys are so good. Uh, is it a tough matchup? Could they have, is, are they more likely to have an off day than they usually are? Sure. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, especially, you know, when, when we're only drafting a few running backs, we're looking for a high range of outcomes there. And those guys are some of the best in the league. Uh, David Montgomery's ADP is 35.7. That's, you know, in the range where he's probably not getting drafted in a lot of drafts, but, um, he was the RB six last week with Herbert out, and he could get even more work. It's, you know, he could get even more work with Justin Fields out. Justin Fields rushes the ball a lot, and you could see David Montgomery get even more work. Um, yeah, he, you know, when he when he gets a full storm, you know, it's hard it's hard to argue against volume. And you know, just as a player who's you know, you can get a, a running back in the sixth round. Let's say you hadn't drafted a running back yet, you know, that's a pretty safe pick. You know, a guy who's going to definitely you know, he has a high ceiling and high floor. One of those unusual picks. So I like uh, him a lot there too. And uh, last guy I ended up was Travis Etienne. Some guys are forgetting about this guy a little bit. He had a bye week. He had a subpar game against Kansas City. Matchups just middling this week. So Travis Etienne, he was on a tear before that. Had three straight games over 20 PPR points. So when we're hunting for that upside again, you know these are all players who have a ton of upside. Going a little bit later on in drafts just because of a bad performance bi-week has sometimes, you know, people, you know, recency bias plays in a little bit there. A lot of the time you see those bi-week players they're, they they just fall a little bit in ADP just because they weren't the hot thing last week. So those are some of the guys, uh, that I'm drafting at the running back. Those are all my player picks, everybody. Um, uh, you know, look for Andrew Robb to be coming out with our underdog battle Royale article tomorrow. So that'll be great to see as well. Um, I'm just going to finish up here with, um, some of the games to target, uh, you know, just some of the strategy that I've been talking the last couple of weeks. You know, double stacks are not really a viable option in this uh, format, just because there's six players. You know, the other uh, other ter- uh, DFS tournaments have eight, nine players. So, yeah, you can find two wide receivers who could potentially have big enough weeks to to get get you in there. But um, in this, it's really, really hard. Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle and T Higgins and Jamar Chase are the only Two options where it's—I don't even like doing it then, um, just because you know it's still hard for each of the both of those guys on each team to have huge, huge games, and that's what we're looking for in this battle royale. But those are the only two Matt, uh, guys where you could potentially get lucky and double stack uh, Tua or Joe Burrow with both of those guys and end up being uh, a good week. But uh, I still don't prefer doing that. So double stacking is really not something I like to do in these underdog battle royales. Um, Single stack has won the majority of, uh, you know, the majority of underdog battle royale winners have had a single stack quarterback with usually their best receiving option that week. Uh, I have seen one or two that haven't had any stack at all, uh, but for the predominantly that's what we're looking for, uh, a single stack uh, with whatever quarterback that you have, whatever, whatever wide receiver or tight end that you think is going to have a big week for them and you know bring backs aren't necessarily a big deal either like i said uh you know we're just hunting for some top end outcomes we're not you know you we don't we're not needing to be sneaky um but you know i i talk about some of these uh best matchups of the week just because these are some of the games maybe you could get away with starting two or three guys uh from these games uh but it's kind of it's a bad week for that actually uh you know you're looking at the over unders it's all super low a lot of bad matchups um you know, this, this one's the first one I have up here, super ugly, you know, Houston and Miami over unders 47. So they have a pretty high implied total. Um, you know, I, you know, if we, we talked about the Miami players, uh, Tyreek and waddle and tour are just great plays always because they have so much upside, you know, when you're talking about spending $5 for a $20,000, $30,000 tournament, you know, those guys, you know, they just, they're going to hit a lot more than that. So you know, always a great pick, although I am a little bit worried about them this week. Just playing a soft team, you know, they could end up running the ball. That's why, you know, the whole offense are decent pick. Jeff, Will, Jeff Wilson, Raheem Mostert, you, know, you know, I'm not willing to completely, uh, you know. Actually, now that I think about it, I had these notes written down before I picked up on that. Uh, Raheem Mostert, is, they said he is uphill battle to play this week. So that'll boost Jeff Wilson's value. Jeff Wilson could have a big week this week. Um, so, yeah, I, I like him potentially. Um, so, you know, you, you draft, you know, we're, we're – it's a big tournament, so you know, we're just predicting outcomes. You're not, this isn't a locked in starting lineup, so you can kind of just make some guesses. Is there a chance Jeff Wilson takes this game over? Tua has a, a slower week? Sure. Is, 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 could they just blow the doors off of Houston and uh, end up in Tyreek and Jalen Waddle have great days? Sure, that could happen too. So, uh, you know, get a little bit of both, get some exposure to Jeff Wilson, get some exposure to Tua if you're doing multiple drafts. Um, and yeah, um, the Texans, they could fling the ball, you know, they, you know, uh, it, it's going to be, it's not going to be very close in my opinion, but yeah. Could the Texans get behind, start throwing that ball around. Damian Pierce is a solid option as well. It gets a ton of volume every week, only one touchdown in his last five or six games though. So that upside might not be there, but, um, you know, you, he's, he's still very talented. You know, he could break off a big run, you know, uh, with, uh, Kyle, Allen, you know, a lot, some of these quarterbacks have big games when they come in, just because uh, I think the defenses rely a lot on film. You see a lot of guys come in and they're hot because yeah, the defense didn't know quite what to expect. So could Kyle Allen come in have a decent game, throw the ball a lot, you know, get Brandon Cooks and Nico Collins involved? Sure. So yeah, uh, maybe in the sixth round. I'm not overexposing my. I w- I'm, I probably would lean away from both. From I'm you know I'm not really excited to draft any Houston Texans this week, but. Damian Pierce in the fifth, sixth round, maybe Brandon Cooks, Nico Collins in the sixth round, maybe in one or two drafts. Okay, I'm fine with that. Uh, the next one I had up here was the Chargers in Arizona. That that might be the highest over/under on the slate, uh, 48. Um, you know, both teams are average against wide receivers, but Arizona is 25th against quarterbacks, and Arizona is 20th against running backs. Uh, and Los Angeles, I believe, is 18th against uh, quarterbacks. So. You know none of these defenses have been too inspiring so far so you know you're looking at a matchup that could you know could end up being pretty high uh, kyler murray is going to be back like we said uh justin herbert's getting back keen and allen you know these quarterbacks could be finding their groove a little bit you know I, I i i don't mind that you know just targeting you know getting one uh either kyler murray deandre hopkins get a bring back of Keenan allen uh, you know, Justin Herbert's in my tier, last tier quarterbacks, but you want to do a couple drafts, you get Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, you know, bring back with DeAndre Hopkins. That's a pretty good, uh, matchup as well. Um, you know, Kyler Murray, Justin Herbert, not guys I'm overexposing myself to do this week. It's just, you know, uh, they just haven't had that many weeks as the top three, but they do have some upside and, uh, they're not going to be as popular as some of these other quarterbacks. The last one I had up here is the Raiders versus Seattle, um another high over under, you know, you have some, some great wide receiver, you know, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf are more in that wider back end wide receiver two range. It seems like now mid tier wide receiver twos, as opposed to those wide receiver ones that we finishes that we saw earlier in the year, Geno Smith has regressed into that kind of, yeah, back end quarterback one high end quarterback two range. And that's kind of what we expected uh, that, that hot start wasn't that, you know, that wasn't going to keep happening. You know, G, we know what Geno, Smith, you know, Geno Smith's having a fantastic year. He's he's really good. I think he's still more of and you know and I hope he I hope he continues this after the season. But I think at best you know he's more of that Alex Smith style like game manager. You know he play you know has some big games here and there. But you know he's more gonna play you know put you in position to win, not make too many mistakes. Uh, still still you know I think he's had 275 yards passing each the last two games. Still playing very well. That gives you know those players still a lot of upside. Um, and the Raiders, you know, they're they're a mess out, you know, but you know who to play. That's at least, you know, uh you're playing Devonte Adams, you're playing Josh Jacobs. Uh, you know, Derek Carr is not a quarterback I would even consider drafting this week, uh even with the high over under. He just, you know, if if the Raiders are going to have a big games, I think it's going to be, you know, Josh Jacobs having a big game, uh big day and it being very focused on Devonte Adams if the Raiders end up having a big day, uh decent day passing it'll pretty much probably predominantly driven by Devontae Adams and uh, Derek Carr won't have a, probably a big day himself anyway. So those are some of the games I'm targeting. Um, thanks for joining me today, everybody. The day after Thanksgiving, um, I didn't expect to have a guest or too many live listeners. Cause I, I bordered, I think USA England started half an hour ago and uh, I'm not a soccer fan, so I don't care. <laughs> SGPN's doing a ton of soccer stuff though. Uh, so if, if you are end over the World Cup like a lot of other people are, that's fantastic. Uh, but, yeah, uh, get in on some of the betting that we're doing. They, we put out a ton of articles on World Cup advice and bets to take like that. Um, I'm doing this underdog uh, show every single week. I break down the Battle Royale, whatever new stuff underdogs doing football wise. I'm sure there'll be some more playoff tournaments and stuff like that if the wild card uh, best ball tournament fills up this week. Um, I do, you know, I put out, you know, usually one or two articles every week for SGPN as well. I do some stuff for Five Yard Rush Dynasty um, and the the Fantasy Coaches podcast as well. So thanks again, everybody. Uh, Good luck this weekend. Hope you had a happy Thanksgiving. Okay, thanks a lot. We'll see you again soon.